0: Blog Talk Radio. Marcy cheek, and this is my show, Say What, When, Where, and the question I've asked my whole life, why, and tonight I want to talk to the Christians, I just, I just want to talk to Christians tonight. Christians who believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, Christians who believe uh, that Jesus is coming again soon, Christians who believe that we're at the doorway of the great tribulation, and Christians believe that Christians who be, believe that Jesus will come and get you out of here before the really bad stuff begins to happen and take you away in a rapture and then bring you back when Jesus sets up his kingdom here on earth. Christians who believe in an eternal hell of damnation and torment. And Christians who believe in the devil and that the devil is going about as a roaring lion seeking those whom he he may tear asunder and kill and maim. And Christians who are waiting to die to go to heaven. Because when you get to heaven, you're going to have everything you've ever wanted and everything you don't have now. Christians who perhaps feel powerless to do anything about your current situation, so you just pray to Jesus to help you get through the day. And Christians who trust that someday Jesus will make everything right. Christians who are sick, those of you who take all different kinds of medications, meds for pain, 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 and meds for depression, and meds, for anxiety or meds for high blood pressure or meds for cholesterol or COPD or meds for allergies, meds for diabetes or those of you who are on radiation and chemotherapy for cancer. Christians who may live from just one paycheck to another paycheck, Christians who are in terrible credit card debt. Christians who are on federal welfare, food stamps, or aid to dependent children. Christians who don't work and are on federal disability. Christians who find it difficult to make it on one paycheck, so mother has left the children and is out working to provide an additional income so you can have a decent lifestyle. Christians who believe in a judgment day, which they believe then gives them the right to judge, everyone and everything. Christians who are against abortion and Christians who are not sure about homosexuality and Christians who support patriotic philosophies that empower war and the military and Christians who separate themselves from other people in the name of Jesus and condemn them to hell. People like Hindus and Buddhists and Muslims and atheists and Scientologists, and Jews, and New Agers, and New World Order people, as well as a whole host of other cultists, energy masters, shamans, spiritual healers, psychics, astrologers, and channelers, Christians who believe that the Bible is the only expressed Word of God available. That's who I want to talk to tonight. Are you one of those Christians? Well, Christians do represent more than a third of the total world population. And here in the United States, 78% of the people say they are a Christian. So 78% of all of you out there listening to me tonight probably are a Christian. Uh, These statistics come from the Pew Forum on Religious Life and also the Gallup Poll of 2012. 53 percent are Christian Protestants, 23 percent are Catholic. And other interesting statistics in this um, report were that blacks Black people are 99% Baptist and most Catholics live in the Northeast, although I don't believe that Mexican illegals are in these statistics and all Mexicans are Catholics. And then Hindus, Jewish, and Buddhists have the most advanced educations, master's degrees and PhDs. And the Hindus and the Jewish people are the richest. Okay, so now here I, I, I'm here in the United States. This is where I was born. And my mother went to a Baptist church. And she had a born-again experience when I was five years old. So as a family, we began going regularly every Sunday to the Baptist church and I was baptized in that church. That was a full-water baptism. I was submerged, not sprinkled. And then later on, my mother met a woman named Mrs. Laterno, and she was the mother of the Laterno brothers who designed and manufactured huge earth-moving equipment, which they later sold the rights and the patents of to Westinghouse and they were very, very wealthy. So Mrs. Letourneau arranged for our family to be picked up and taken to a church way across town. It was called the Laurel Street Tabernacle. And there was a man of God there who um, Mrs. Letourneau said was anointed by the Holy Spirit and he was preaching the manifestation of the sons of God message and the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, eventually our family got our own car and we were then able to go to the tabernacle by ourselves. And one day a young man showed up who began to study under this preacher. And he learned the message and he left Our church and set up his own church called the People's Temple and he began preaching with many signs and wonders and healings and miracles were happening. Blind eyes were open and deaf ears were hearing, the cripples walked, and devils and cancers were being cast out. This man's name was Jim Jones. My sister was baptized by him. In the, in the river that flowed, flowed by the tabernacle. And when Jim Jones went to California Mrs. Letourneau went with him. And then when Jim Jones went to Ghana, Mrs. Letourneau came back to Indianapolis because by then she was in her 80s and she didn't want to leave the United States. I had lunch with her when she came back and she had glowing reports of the healings and the miracles that accompanied Jim Jones's ministry. Cuz you know what, when the truth is preached, people are set free. And the truth, and this is truth that I call a, with a truth with a capital T can come through any type of a channel. At one place in the Bible even a donkey spoke out the truth. And Jesus said that the rocks would cry out with the truth if it was necessary. Well, my spiritual life as a Christian continued until 1970, when my husband decided to leave me and our three children and pursue a life of what he considered greener pastures. And suddenly, with the stroke of a judge's pen, from one day to the next... I became a divorced person, and now I was considered unworthy to continue to teach the children's church at our church, which I had been doing for four years, but I could still pay my tithes, but I could never remarry. And it wasn't until my Assembly of God pastor's daughter came home one day all bloodied and bleeding and bruised from a horrific beating from her husband that our pastor took another look at his denomination's beliefs and creeds about divorce and remarriage and he decided they were not of God and he resigned his position as president of the state of Indiana's Assembly of God General Assembly and he resigned his position as an Assemblies of God minister and he asked his congregation to stay with him as a non-denominational church, and some did, and some didn't. But by this time, I was Dr. Lester Sumrall's ghostwriter at La Cee Broadcasting Corporation in Noblesville, Indiana. I was preparing the scripts for his television series, How to Cope, which taught Christians how to cope with all types of situations in their life and that series uh, still runs on television today. And I ghost wrote some of his books which were also made available through the television ministry. One of them was called The Kingdom of God. And my second husband and I also had a Friday night intercessory prayer meeting at our home for 12 years. And then in 1986, my second husband and I felt like we had fulfilled the purpose of our time together. He helped me raise my three children, and I helped him be successful in business, and I decided to move to California, and I've been here ever since. And I can hear you saying, I hear you asking, am I a Christian? Am I still a Christian? Yes. I am a Christian, if you accept the definition of Christian, as a person who believes in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Yes, I believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Now, for two years, I also studied under Dr. Hobart Freeman. He's a former professor of the Old Testament law and the prophets at Grace College and Seminary in northern Indiana. Dr. Freeman was fluent in the Greek and the Hebrew. And he had studied original manuscripts and other esoteric teachings and writings of the times when the Christian church was being established. And he also had written his Ph.D. thesis originally on why the speaking in tongues is not for today. And then during the charismatic movement in the early 70s, he actually received the experience of speaking in tongues at a Catholic meeting at Notre Dame University. And this experience totally changed his belief system, which of course was erroneous. And he began to teach the speaking in tongues was for today that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And of course, this got him kicked out of the Grace Theological Seminary. And he had a wife and three children to support, so he began having Bible studies in the basement of a loving couple in Muncie, Indiana, and I went to that Bible study weekly for two years. During this time, my hungry heart was desperately seeking for more truth, that truth with a capital T. And I soaked up his glorious teachings on faith and the kingdom of God and the true so-so salvation that is the birthright of every single person on the face of the earth. And little by little, step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept, I began to be set free from all the errors, erroneous teachings, and the doctrines of men that I had been taught in my days as a Baptist and then on through all my days as an Assembly of God Christian. And what I became was a manifested Son of God living with all the power of my so-so salvation in the eternal now. Now, today, (laughs) the Bible says today is the day of our salvation. I learned that that Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O, which is translated salvation in the King James Bible, means total health, abundant prosperity, and eternal life now, not someday in the future. When I died, so I quit waiting to die so I could get to heaven because I found out I could have heaven now here on earth. What good is it to have to die to get what was promised to me? What about my life? How could Jesus help me now, today, Jesus didn't go through everything that he went through to give us a salvation that was only available to us when we died. In fact, he said he put that last enemy, death, under his feet. He resurrected. He's not still on the cross. And during those three days in the tomb, he descended into hell. And he took the keys of death and hell and he cast them in the lake of fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Fire is God's transforming agent. Fire never destroys, fire transforms something into something else. Fire purifies and refines. Fire seeks out the elemental life of any thing and at the level of the elemental, there is perfection. At the level of the elemental, everything is perfect in its natural state. And Satan's power was eliminated, Satan doesn't have any power anymore. Actually, Satan's power was eliminated when Jesus and Satan had that conversation together in the wilderness where Jesus was fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. This time of testing was preparing Jesus for his ministry and this time time when Satan came to him to attempt to get him to stray from his path, Jesus stood firm and Satan had to back down. Satan could not get Jesus to quit. And then all of Satan's power was totally defeated on the cross, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This has already been done. We're not waiting for this to happen. All of this stuff the church teaches about fighting the devil only serves to empower the vestiges of evil that still lurk in the hearts of men. And those vestiges of evil in the hearts of men are there because the church keeps teaching us that, he, that we are evil, that we are bad, that we are sinners. And this is so strong in the thinking and actually in the very cellular biology of mankind that most people really never get beyond the unworthiness that this kind of teaching creates. And so most Christians just get into a mindset that everything will finally be okay when they get to heaven. And the final release by death so I can finally get to heaven and have everything finally be okay comes from the teaching by the church that Jesus died to save us from our sins. It's just a giant recirculating thought pattern that never allows us to enter into the so-so salvation that is ours right here, right now, by birthright, and that never allows us to experience the kingdom of God now, which Jesus said was within us. The kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God is within us. Do you know that you can interchange the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven as it's written in the scriptures? Dr. Freeman examined this very carefully. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is the same thing, and it is within us. Can you hear this? The kingdom of heaven is within us. Can you hear this? The kingdom of heaven is within us. I suggest that you just start saying, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is within me. Ten times, three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and supper. Before you eat, say, the kingdom of God is within me. The kingdom of heaven is within me. The kingdom of God is within me. The kingdom of heaven is within me. And say it until there is a revelation of this to you. To you personally. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Jesus' word for it. Let the Spirit of God that beats your heart reveal this truth to you. This is truth with a capital T, my Christian friend. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. You do not need to die to live in the kingdom of God. I just wish you could see inside of me because now that I know that I know that I know that all power in heaven and earth is mine to command, I wish you could see the heavy burden of of my heart to help you to know that you know that you know that you also have all the power in heaven and earth within you. You are a mini universe. A collection of cells held together by the Word of God's power which is love and is covered by a skin suit. You are made of the original primordial energy of God. You are a unique and one-of-a-kind creation just like the snowflakes. You are a gorgeously, beautiful, crystalline structure that gives God form. You give form to God. You give form to God that no one else can give. And you are God's representative here on earth. And if you're going to call yourself a Christian, which means a believer in the teachings of Jesus Christ, there needs to be a review here of what you are actually teaching others about Jesus. Because they are looking at your life, which is a book read of men. And your sozo salvation includes total health, abundant prosperity and eternal life now. A Christian lives in total health. A Christian is not sick. A Christian does not have an autoimmune disease. A Christian is prosperous and self-sufficient. A Christian does not drain the collective of resources by taking welfare or disability or aid to dependent children, or food stamps. I think some of the problem with the Baptists is that they're still following John the Baptist. So they have never really gotten into the teachings of Jesus. They're still under the law and judgment because John the Baptist was the last voice of the age of the law and the prophets. And then Jesus brought in the age of grace. But most Baptists only know to wait to die to go to heaven so they can be healthy and not be sick. A Christian loves God and then he loves his brother as himself. So a Christian has learned that the kingdom of God is within him and therefore he loves and respects and honors himself first and then with the power of Of the kingdom of God within him, he becomes prosperous and self-sufficient and he isn't ever sick and so he can live his life to serve the community helping others to realize their own sozo salvation and to live in the kingdom of heaven now. Jesus said, Know ye not that ye are gods? You know a God has the power to create First of all, we create at the human level by having children and then we have the power to create our own life because the power of that creation starts with a thought and then a sound and when we make the sound and speak, then the celestial workers take our words and they create the life that we spoke. You are a God, and you are creating every single day by the words you are speaking. And I am just so sad that, about the fact that most Christian preachers are just speaking about all the evil they see and using that to prove that the tribulation's almost here and Jesus is coming soon when all they are doing is empowering and amplifying that evil that they see. By talking about it, evil only has the power that is given to it. And the power of evil is given to it by speaking about it and by acknowledging it and by calling people's attention to it. You know, it's bad enough that every night the Media only talks about the shootings and all the rest of the police activity that happened that day. But it is so far worse that the preachers talk about it and preach about it. Preachers need to be telling the people the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. You don't need to die to go to heaven. You can live in heaven right here and now. You know, if the preachers would begin to empower the kingdom of God that is within every Christian. Well, that is when the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. You know, our Lord is Jesus. But my dear Christian friend, you are the Christ. The kingdom of God is only going to come upon the earth when the Christians start bringing the kingdom of God out upon the earth from within themselves. When the Christians begin to realize that they are the Christ Christ, and they take the keys of death and hell those belief systems that have been taught to him them that are wrong that are in error and they throw them into the lake of fire where they are returned to their elemental purity and all that is left is the truth with a capital T and they know they are the Christ with all power in heaven and earth at their disposal, and they take charge of their life, they will become totally healthy with no meds. They'll become totally self-sufficient and prosperous with no outside assistance of any kind. And they'll begin to help their brothers and sisters to Stand up on their own two feet and begin to know what their so-so salvation includes. And then, my dear Christian friends, fellow walkers upon this path of glory, then the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And only then. Jesus is not coming back to do this. He already did his part. He brought us the truth. He said he was the way, the truth, and the life. He showed us the way. He told us the truth. And he lived the life. He said we could do everything that he did. And he said we could do greater things. Actually, at this point, I have healed the sick, seen blind eyes open, seen cripples walk. I've driven my car with no gas for over 100 miles. I've continued to eat and eat and eat when the actual food should have run out, but it didn't. And I could continue to eat for days and days. I've been healed of all manner of sicknesses and diseases that I don't even know what they were because I don't go to the doctor. But I've known that my body was dealing with something. And in every case, my body took care of whatever it was because the kingdom of God is within me. And it knows what to do. I have never needed to take any drugs. And I was given an idea by the kingdom of God which is in me. For a business that I have now been running for 20 years, which has provided me with a very liberal lifestyle and with extra to help others. Because I found the way. I learned the truth. And now I live the life. And you can too. You're a son of God, just like Jesus was. And Jesus came to show us what a son of God is and what a son of god does. And now he's back running the universe, folks. Earth is not his only responsibility. He's taking care of everything in our solar system, our Milky Way galaxy, and in our universe of hundreds and thousands of planets and stars and suns and nebulae and black holes and everything else. He's busy. It's astounding that he even came here in the first place, but he did. And we should be the most grateful planet in the whole galaxy. And we of all people in the universe should be the examples of what he taught. We should be the living embodiments of spirit that gives God form. And provide the example to all of what a Christian is and what a Christian does. You know, this isn't the only place Jesus has been in his universe. And there are many other planets where he went and took his message. And they are all now living in the kingdom of God on their planet right now. Civilizations that are living in harmony never have any war. No one is sick. Everyone has plenty and they live their lives for as long as they want to because the word death isn't even used anymore. It's called transition and involves sometimes wanting to go somewhere else in the universe and have a different experience. We are so primitive here on this earth, we're barely out of the beginning stages of what is possible here. And there have been other civilizations that have reached higher states of consciousness than we have right now. But those civilizations have fallen because they were not grounded in the love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, Christians, awake. Awake to the truth with a capital T. Put aside childish things. Grow up. Become a fully developed son of God living in the kingdom of God here and now. Because this is the only way we're going to have the kingdom of God here upon the earth. Haven't you had enough tribulation? I certainly have. I've been raptured. (laughs) I now live in the kingdom of God right here and now. And that's what I want for you. Last week I was on my way to the beach to do a wedding, which was scheduled for 1 o'clock. And when I turned to enter into the canyon road that is between me and the ocean, I ran into what felt like a brick wall. It was just like this huge maelstrom, a big convoluting energy of interacting, conflicting, morphic fields. But because I am in the world, but not of it, and I live in the kingdom of God now, I just immediately began to speak. Harmony, 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 peace, peace, peace. And as I spoke, I saw like a tunnel of light. And I steered my car into this tunnel of light. And I proceeded through this energy system Protected in my tunnel of light. You know, I could see these convoluting energies all around my tunnel of light sort of bouncing off of it and ambulances were tearing through the canyon one after another and I just kept in my tunnel of light. And I had asked for my parking space before I left home and when I got to the gazebo where I was going to do the wedding, right as I pulled up, The car in the very first parking space, right next to the gazebo, pulled out. And I pulled right in. (laughs) Now, my bride was a fraternal twin, and her twin brother was flying in from Seattle just for the wedding with his wife and their two daughters, and they were going to be flying back that evening. His two daughters, who were the bride's only nieces, were going to be the flower girls, And her brother was going to stand up with her. And by the way, this was not my first time to have a man (laughs) be the maid of honor. (laughs) But they couldn't get to the gazebo. Because Pacific Coast Highway was closed both ways because of a five car pileup that killed one person and injured dozens of others. And all the traffic was being diverted into the Canyon Road where there was another accident. So we just waited. And the violinist and the guitar player played and played. And played, bless their hearts. (laughs) And my wedding contract says that I can begin to charge extra if the contract exceeds two hours. And we were all well past that. And I asked the violinist and the guitar player, who were husband and wife, if they also had a contract that allowed for extra fees when things ran really, really late. And they said yes. But we both decided that this was not the result of the brides and grooms actions, So neither one of us charged them anything extra. We just waited. And the only way for her brother and actually some of the other guests to get there was to go way, way far south on the freeway and then come back up north on Pacific Coast Highway. And that took hours. And we finally got finished around 6.30 and I still then had to go home by going way far south on Pacific, Ocean, uh, Pacific Coast Highway and then go east over to my house because Pacific Coast Highway was still closed and the canyon road was still only one lane. But my point here is there are tribulations going on everywhere, tribulations on top of tribulations. But because I live in the kingdom of God here on earth, I was in it, but I was not affected by it. Oh yes, I had to wait, but where was I? Oh yes, let's see, I was at the ocean! on a gorgeous sunny day around 75 degrees with flowers blooming all around me. And I was being entertained by a live violinist and a guitar husband and wife team. And, oh, yes, we got some nachos and chips from Las Brisas Restaurant, which was right next door to the gazebo, and we had our spring water. And dear, 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 such a lovely winter's day at the beach in Laguna Beach. Oh, yeah, that's where I was. You know, before my mother passed, she had a dream, and she dreamed that a tornado came through, but she was not affected by it. And then she saw a flood come through, but she was not affected by it. And then a great fire broke out, but she was not affected by that. She observed, and she knew what was happening, but she was not affected by it. And she knew she was protected because she was in the world, but not of it, because she was living in the kingdom of God now. And the still, small voice of God, which is within the kingdom of God, within her, led and guided her in all of her ways. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would be activated in our lives when he went to the Father. Actually, which is what he called um, the universe. He called the universe his father. And it's the universe he's in charge of. And he said that the Holy Spirit, that still small voice of God, would teach us everything we needed to know for our lives. Each of us is an individual unlike anyone else. We have a specific physiology and a specific purpose for this lifetime. And we have our preparation. And just like Jesus, we pass all our tests. And then we'll get busy in our ministry. Whatever it is that is to help our fellow brothers and sisters. But we have to get our own life straightened out first. We have to get our own life healthy, wealthy, and wise. We have to enter into our so-so salvation In the fullness of the Spirit of God, which is within us. In the kingdom of God, which is within us. Step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept. And as each and every one of us grows up into the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ, then we will have total peace on earth, goodwill towards men, and live eternally in heaven. On. Earth. Now, I have a four-step suggestion <laughs> that you could begin. Number one, quit empowering evil. Quit talking about all the evil around you. Quit listening to others talk about all the evil. Quit listening to the news. Quit telling your stories. Quit empowering evil. The only power that evil has is what you give to it. Number two, start empowering good. Only talk about the good. Talk about what you want, what in your life is good and very good because God only has two standards, good and very good. So begin to categorize everything in your life, what is good and what is very good. And if you have some stuff in your life that you would call bad, then get rid of it. Just get rid of it. I don't care if it involves a person, a job, a family member, whatever it is. If it is bad and it is causing you evil in your life, get rid of it. You are in charge. You are the boss. You are the only one who can make any changes in your life. So don't continue to empower evil, start empowering good. Number three, end all judgment. Just quit judging. Begin to allow and accept. Allowing and accepting does not mean agreement. Allowing and accepting will, however, release the person from your judgment. And this will allow them then to be free to accept whether they want to do what they're doing or not. You know what? Sometimes our very judgment is what empowers them to continue in their evil. Because judgment empowers evil. Number four, begin some sort of a self-empowerment program. Any type of self-awareness or self-empowering program is helpful. Preachers have preached for us to love God and to love our brother, but we have really never, ever been taught to love ourselves. And we can only love our others to the extent that we love ourselves. And I recommend heart math, EFT, Course in Miracles and Meditation. And then my last suggestion. Every day, three times a day, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, say, The Kingdom of God is within me. The Kingdom of Heaven is within me. The Kingdom of God is within me. The Kingdom of Heaven is within me. I can live in the Kingdom of God now. My fellow Christians, we are the majority and the majority of Christians are living a life of sickness, poverty, and death because we've been lied to. It's a travesty to be the form of God and represent God and be sick. It's a travesty to God to be the physical form of God and to be poor. It's a travesty to God for his people to empower war and fight their fellow brothers and sisters for anything. Jesus said to turn the other cheek, walk the second mile, pray for them that despitefully use you. We don't go to war and kill innocent people. But it's a fact that Christians usually vote Republican and are very patriotic supporting our armed forces and our soldiers who fight in all the wars that Republicans take us into. But there has hardly ever been a war that is about liberty and justice and defending our freedoms. All wars are to make money, to plunder another country's natural resources and get the control of them for the US. This is not defending freedom, this is stealing And raping and murdering innocent people just to make money. Christians must become passive, non-resistant, personally, professionally, and collectively. Christians don't go to court and sue our fellow brothers and sisters. All of these actions make the cross of non-effect. And the Bible calls this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit which is the still small voice of God within us, in the kingdom of God which is within us, and will never enter into, uh, into the fullness of our so-so salvation and therefore we are on the path towards the second death. And it's not God's will for any of this to happen. God's will is for all to be saved and enter into everlasting life that none should perish. And most Christians are blaspheming the Holy Spirit unknowingly because they do not know that the voice of God's Spirit is in the kingdom of God which is within you. So, dear Christian friends, wake up! Wake up! So we've entered the age of Pisces, and we are now in the age of Aquarius. And Aquarius is the waker-upper! <laughs> we've left that Taurus-Scorpios conjunct, the age of materialism and sex. And if you don't think these astrological conjuncts have power, just look at the last ten years. Criminal materialism without boundaries and the worst sexual exploitation of women I have ever seen in my lifetime. So thank God we are now entering the Aries-Libra conjunct. And Aries says, come on, come on, everybody, let's get going, let's get this done. Aquarius is the initiator. Aquarius rings the bell to start the race. And then Libra says what is important is loving and being loved peace on earth goodwill to all men And Aries and Libra are the representations of the divine masculine and the divine feminine ruled by Mars and Venus So it's time for the balance between the sexes between the sexes Aries is fire and Libra is air air fuels the fire Fire is the refiner and the purifier. These are cardinal signs, both good at starting things. Aries with strong will and determination and Libra with their charm and their ability to see all sides of the situation. This conjunct is perfect for establishing the kingdom of God upon the earth. The energy is perfect for our us to now come out of delusion and deception and come to the knowledge of the truth, the whole truth, the truth, with a capital T. I beg you, help me make the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ, now before we lose this awesome opportunity. The time is now. And I would like to read to you from Isaiah chapter 65, beginning at verse 17 through 25. This passage describes for me what it would be like when the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. And the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. But be ye glad, and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. I will rejoice and joy in my people, and the voice of weeping shall not be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man who hath not filled his days. For the child shall die at a hundred years old, and they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mind elect, shall long enjoy the work of their own hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, thus saith the Lord. So Isaiah called this the time of the new heavens and the new earth. And there shall be no more the voice of weeping or crying. No one will be harmed in any way. No humans harming other humans. No animals harming other animals. The lion becomes a vegetarian and the wolf eats next to the lamb. Everyone has his own house and his own business and everyone lives and eats and works in their own area. Enjoying the labors of their own hands. And everyone has plenty. And people won't be sick. Infants won't die. People will live out their lives to the very end. And we will have learned how to think a thought. And it's manifested instantly. Which is how Isaiah saw that God hears our ideas and would answer before we even ask. The answer comes just from thinking about it and picturing it in our minds. Isaiah saw a joyful people and a joyful God, heaven on earth. And I want to end my show tonight with John Lennon singing Imagine. fellow Christians, join us. This is Marcianne, and I'm going to say aloha now, and aloha in the Hawaiian language is hello, goodbye, and I love you.